0: This is the Students of Tarot podcast, a podcast dedicated to the belief that anyone can learn to read tarot. I look forward to bringing you guest teachers and continue a conversation that dives deeper into how can we use tarot to optimize and enhance our lives. I believe that anyone can learn tarot, and I'm here to help. Today on Students of Tarot Podcast, we are going to talk about the different reading styles. For you as a reader, or for you as a seeker, It's important to understand the different styles and how they might resonate with you in order to get the most out of your reading. So historically, tarot has been associated with fortune telling. And that is one way that the cards work and that can be a powerful tool for defining how we move forward. And there are other ways that we can read tarot. For me, I read tarot for the activations that happen with the archetypal associations. So the new ideas or the new ways of looking things that is introduced by the mirror that tarot provides for whatever is going on at that time. So when I'm reading for myself and for others, I tend to lean towards a very acknowledged Acknowledging what's currently happening and providing some sort of insight or invitation for forward motion. The most powerful associations for me in tarot are those that allow us to enjoy our experience more and to move through this life with a sense of purpose and joy that we can get to when we're willing to look at some of the harder things in our life the idea of tarot as a mirror that holds up our energy and reflects it back to us is how we can really learn to lean into the power of transformation. Now, having said that, I would say the majority of requests I get as a reader are about love and the future of love. Um, We as humans love love. And later in this episode, we'll be talking about the lovers. So this is a perfect time to sort of share for me personally as a reader, how I can read for a love request. So often I will get these requests that ask, how is this person feeling? What will this other person do? How will this other person react? And for me as a reader, I read for the person requesting the reading. So I believe that a tarot reading is a very, it, there's, there's a requirement for consent. It is a very personal experience and I do not read for people or on behalf of people without them providing that direct consent. So if you're requesting a reading and you're asking how does this other person feel, I will invite you to reword the question so that it centers on you. As a seeker, the reading provides the most powerful tools for transformation if it's focused on the individual and not focused on someone else. Not to mention, for me, it's a violation of privacy. And there is a requirement when working with a tool like tarot to be responsible about the choices that you make. So I'm aligned with reading for the seeker only. And when it comes to love readings, tarot can be a pretty brutal way to have a conversation about your relationship. And as a reader, you have a responsibility not to instill a sense of fear or doom or panic with the seeker. There is such a wide range in the human experience of how different situations will impact us that to provide information that would not be helpful to a person isn't necessary. There's another way to be able to say that in a reading. And as you learn more about the tarot and you move through the associations with more clarity and you get personal associations, so you learn what things mean for you directly and then you're able to communicate that to the seeker asking for a reading, you can take some of those bigger or heavier Images that bring messages up and provide them to the seeker in a way that works well for them so that reading style of Providing a sense of direction and hope hope is the only thing that is stronger than fear and You should be able to read the cards in a way that lets someone move forward with hope there are a There are some tarot readers who use tarot as an invitation into other services. So a tarot reading will be provided and there will be a sense of a problem that needs to be fixed or addressed. And then the reader offers up the solution, often at a cost. And I want to acknowledge this in a loving way because there is a powerful association with someone who can provide additional support for some of those things that might come up. Having said that, there is also the human condition provides for the duality of darkness and there are people who use tarot readings and the fear that they bring up in those readings as a way to take money from people that they have not earned. And the long history of tarot with fortune-telling and a sort of swindling or seedy view is what has resulted in some places for there to be laws around fortune-tellers and that includes tarot and oracle readers. So I live in a state that has quite a strict requirement for people who provide the service for pay. And while I understand the necessity for that because of the way that some people have misused and abused this art, it is also sometimes frustrating to push up against that image because tarot is so much more than the tool that has been used by by con artists throughout time. It is also, it has survived through all of that time and its resurgence in this current time, its explosion seemingly during this time of transformation is not insignificant and we really have an opportunity to redefine what reading tarot looks like right now and the perception of what tarot readers are. So if you are reading tarot for people and there are things that you are doing that might not feel right or might not feel aligned, I really invite you to take some time and figure out why that might be and if there's another way to do it. The art of tarot and the beauty represented in the 78 decks is an opportunity for us to be our best self and you're going to lose some of the opportunity if things feel negative or unaligned for you. However you read, whatever your style is, the ultimate goal is to provide a value for people, to give people something to hold on to and a way to lean into hope. And so as you learn tarot, learn with love how to give people love through the cards. The next card in our journey is the lovers and this is one of the most recognizable cards in tarot. It is also a card with a very obvious association and when it comes up in a reading, especially around love, it has a very direct interpretation. There is however another side of this card and this card represents duality and choice the marrying of opposing forces and this idea of the tension created by attraction and opposition and how much magic is in that space, how that space is where true creation comes from. So as our Fool has moved along his journey and has come to this place of duality, this is when we face choice. And this is when we learn to communicate our choices. The Lovers is ruled by Mercury, and the association with the Zodiac is Gemini. The Twins represent the two sides of choice. And in the Lovers, we have an opportunity to see this card for its obvious associations with passion and connection and partnership. And we also have an opportunity to dig deeper into this card and observe where we can marry the parts of self and bring ourselves into a sacred union of wholeness. The concept of the lovers can often be found in this idea of twin flames or soulmates or that. We are only half of a soul and in the lovers we're reminded that we are in fact whole. That the fool in us, the journeyer and the seeker is the one who can face that duality and pull it into self. When we live as whole, we are able to present the most loving version of ourselves. So when we have the opportunity to make the choice in partnership we can walk into that with the vulnerability of giving our true self. In the lovers we see some very strong symbolism from the angel Raphael to the tree of life and the tree of knowledge to the imagery that calls up Adam and Eve, we see very strong archetypal imagery in this card. And one of the things that I had not noticed before and in the preparation of this podcast was, my attention was directed to, is the serpent. And this idea of whispered secrets and forbidden knowledge is so fascinating to me in how that presents with duality and with choice. The concept that in order to love, we have to open up the darkest parts of ourselves to people is something that we sometimes get lost in the initial lust or connection with a person. There is... A level of love that comes into play when you really see the worst parts of someone and still love them and the lover's card is a reminder that in order to Truly walk in that place of love. We have to be willing to show up as all of ourselves. We have to be vulnerable and willing to put ourselves on the line and be out there exposed and that exposure is symbolized with the nudity often associated with this card. It is very interesting in the view when you look at tarot across many decks. There is a lean in more modern decks for the lovers to be interacting with each other. So the the Rider Waite Smith, they are not together. So they seem to be walking a similar path but they are not connected physically. Their hands are close and they're almost touching but it's not quite there. In more modern decks there is a much more direct view of that physical connection. So in a number of decks I've seen the lovers kissing, embracing, um, touching, face to face and the Angel Raphael has been sort of removed from some of those images. And that is one of the most fascinating things to me about tarot is how it changes with the ages and it grows to what the concepts and the imagery and the associations would be for those people. So when we look at more ancient tarot decks, if you will, those decks depict more of the choice and there are, it's not just two people in the deck. There's sometimes a third person. There's often the angel with more of an emphasis. There is this association with community and group. And then we move into the Rider-Waite-Smith era, which really focused on the individuals, Angel Raphael, the associations with the strong archetypal imagery. And now we have moved into the modern age of this card really representing just direct connection with people. In the Thoth Tarot, the card is called Lust and it has very strong imagery as well and I'm just learning this system so I won't go too deep into it but to really understand a card I like to see all of the different versions of it and with the lovers the interpretation is so powerful for the feel of the deck this is a card that carries a lot of associations and we can move forward with when this card comes up knowing that that duality is where our true power lies, that those choices and how we define ourselves through temptation and communication is what makes this experience richer and with more depth. As I was preparing for this episode, I also noticed something interesting. The way that the lovers, the devil, and the judgment card all sort of connect with each other through the imagery. So in the in the in the lovers card we see the figures that we then see show up again in the devil card and that choice that temptation has taken a different turn as our fool has continued his journey. And then we see judgment and judgment has a number of figures at the underneath the angel. And also the angel imagery is so strikingly similar to the lover's card and the devil's card, the way that the wings span across the top of the card, the connection, of the choice, the temptation, and the judgment for that is one of the more beautiful demonstrations of how tarot reminds us of cycle and reminds us of how things change and the consequences or the impacts of our choices as we continue our journeys. The spread we will be covering today is a spread I use for forward motion. It's a five card spread and the way the cards are laid out. It is designed and appears to be like the tip of an arrow. So a half triangle, I'll post pictures. So it is a way to move forward. So the first two cards are laid heart and head is how I think of it. So one on the top, one on the bottom, and then slightly closer together, the next two are laid, and then one single card at the head of all of the cards. This allows us to look at what has the energy been leading up to, and then bring it to a point with a single card. How do we move forward from here? In this spread that I've pulled, tarot does that funny thing it does where it nods to us and lets us know it's paying attention and it brought the lovers in as our forward action and it brought it in reverse and that's an opportunity for us to look at what parts of ourselves are we not aligned with? Where are we not accepting that duality and how are we being unwilling to open ourselves to partnership or communication with the cards that lead up to it. We had all total in this spread, we had four cards that came in reverse in that that many reverse cards in a spread to me is indicative of needing to turn inward, needing to do some of that work within to get that energy moving and be able to release the things that are keeping us stagnant or stuck the spread opened with the four of cups directly over the moon in reverse and we are being offered something um something associated with feelings is often what comes up in the cups and in the four of cups the offering is being made from a hand that comes from a cloud so we are being provided with divine offering or with spiritual guidance or a connection to something outside of ourselves. And we may be refusing that gift and we may be unwilling to accept that cup. We're so focused on the three cups for us that we believe we have some control over that we're unable to open. And the moon coming directly under that in reverse is also a nod to being unwilling to see that secret self, the moon and its association with darkness and the mysterious or un- sort of undefinable energy, this, this idea of the ethers. And we are being offered a chance to head into the unknown and to do so from a place of divine connection but we're stuck the king of cups in reverse shows that we are not sovereign over our emotions right now and we are feeling very overwhelmed by the bigness of everything going on and so in this seven of wands which is the next card that comes into this reading we see defending defense and in the Seven of Wands, we don't see who the figure is defending against. And in this particular spread, this card came in reverse. And so it is an opportunity for us to let the Wands fall and to understand that while we may have been fighting the good fight, if you can't see who you're fighting or you don't know why you're fighting, you may want to take a look at what are you really fighting and seven of wands coming sort of sandwiched in a way in between the moon and the lovers is also a bit of a nod that we have been fighting against ourselves we have been defensive within our own thoughts and we have been attacking or No, not war. We have been attacking and defending at the same time against our own mental struggle or reconciling our emotions. And in order to move forward, we are best supported with that energy of marrying two parts of selves that comes up with the lovers, with that idea of the sacred union of who we are and leaning into our inherent wholeness as the power to get through the uncertain or overflowing emotions that seem to be the course of the days. Tarot is a tool for us to move forward with new intention and new Views are activations around things. And for this reading, we can accept that invitation to remember duality. And remember that some days are really hard and some days are not so hard. And we can handle it. We got this. And if you are feeling like all of this is just too much right now. If there are thoughts in your mind that are becoming overwhelming Please reach out for help. Call a hotline. Call a friend. Send me a message if you need to. Whatever you need to do to navigate all of these heavy emotions and make it through all of this unknown and uncertain time. Be gentle about that. Be gentle about what you need with yourself. I thank you for being here thank you for showing up and for receiving these readings and these episodes in the spirit with which they are offered which is one of love and connection and the magic that happens when we all learn together